shopper like that but i agree i I, nothing has you know really moved me like oh my gosh i have to have that right yeah so yeah anywho what we talk about this week oh man this week we're talking i love the lord but i can't stand church folks amen amen can i get an Mm. amen from the back (laughs) from the left (laughs) can i get an amen oh my goodness church Get on my nerves. That is the mm. I love the Lord. I really do. Right. I love the Lord. And I don't mean to talk about his people, but he know they get on my nerves. So we're going to tackle that today. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So before we get into that, let's do our who did some shit. Okay. So it's still the month of April. 
And, you know, we're going to continue in our Who Did Some Shit Autism Awareness Edition. And this week it is We Did Some Shit Very First Yes. Woo, woo. I know we have a guest. Um, so when we did the autism awareness, uh, episode, this guest reached out to us on social media and he was just saying how much the podcast really helped him and how he was talking back, even though we couldn't hear him and the things that, uh, resonated with him with his experiences and things like that. So, we thought it would be great to have him come and share his experience um, just to tell you from a man's perspective, a father's perspective um, of his experience of being a dad with autism. So we're just going to let Dave, you know, tell us about what goes on in his life, you know, as being a father with autism. Hey, Dave. Hey, good day. How you doing? I'm cool. What's up? Same old man. How you making out? Loving the podcast. Helen. <laughs> Welcome. You're the first guest, Dave. You win. I'm honored. I feel honored. <laughs> so tell the people about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Dave. I am a father of a three-year-old little boy, uh, little Dave or DJ, who was diagnosed with ASD or autism spectrum disorder at the age of 20 months. So he was just shy of two years old. 20 months. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was diagnosed by a doctor or at school? He was diagnosed by a team of doctors. Like we saw the developmental pediatrician, and then mm -hmm. we also saw a uh, developmental psychiatrist uh, okay. for children. She was the okay, one that actually gave him the uh, the official diagnosis. Right, and that's just important for people to know because we we already said that a lot of times our children aren't sick, but they're just displaying delays. And a lot of times, the doctor, a regular pediatrician, they just say, "Well, there's nothing wrong with them." So tell me, how right. does little Dave communicate with you? He communicates. He's trying to talk a little bit now. Um, he has some words, but a lot of times he'll try to just motion. Um, if he knows where something is, he'll come grab me by the hand and walk me over to what he wants me to do. If he wants me to play with him, he'll take me by the hand and take him and take me in his hand. Excuse me. He'll grab my hand and take me to his bedroom and like kind of push me down because he wants me to sit on the floor with him. And he plays? He does play. Um, that was an area of concern of first. That's what kind of one of the red flags that I had, my wife and I, because he wasn't playing mm -hmm. regular, but now he, he's starting to play appropriately with his toys. Oh, that's great. Does yep. he have friends? He he appears to have friends at school. He seems to be pretty popular. Um, he's been invited <laughs> to a couple of birthday parties, so he, he seems to be okay. Oh, that's cool. Now, what kind of activities does he enjoy doing? Uh, he watches different variations of Ice Age <laughs> a million times a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he plays with his Paw Patrol toys and watches Paw Patrol on TV, you know, that that type of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. he, he is very active. He's hyper. I will say that. Like, he likes to, to run around, and he's, he's a bit of a daredevil. We kind of have to watch him because he likes to play around stairs and, and things like that. So we, we try to curb that a little bit because we don't want him getting hurt. But I, right. he doesn't really seem to understand danger just yet and and i'm hoping oh. that's something that that he'll uh that he'll grow accustomed to well i i know that some things um well most of the things happen during puberty time because i was raised in a house with all girls and mm -hmm. uh, my son my brother is so much older than me i don't remember his puberty stuff but the doctor like some of the things i would talk about and he was like ma'am that's just boy 
you know. Yeah. I think like Daredevil, that's boy stuff. Um, yeah, that is. You know, my his, son his, his level little of hyperness. Habit, yeah, he's his very level hyper. of hyperness. He's on, he's on go all day long. It seems yeah. like the more tired he gets, the more hyper he gets. Oh wow! Now does he yeah, take medication? So, no, he doesn't take any uh, medication. Uh, we haven't given him like melatonin drops and like magnesium to try to help promote sleeping because he he mm-hmm. doesn't really sleep that well. Right. Okay. Um, I've he, had he may take a power nap and he's going all day. I'm exactly. Sorry. And I think I, I've had experience with melatonin as well. And mm-hmm. I think that it did the same thing for my son. Like he would sleep really good for three hours straight and then be up for yeah. three days. And so yeah. I had to stop that. <laughs> that that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I had to stop that. So in your opinion, what has made the biggest difference in any services that he received and from where he was to where he is now? I, I would say consistency with the uh, occupational therapy, the speech therapy. Um, and just patience. Like we have him enrolled in a school that is, it's inclusive. So it's typical children and atypical children. So he's okay. in a setting where he gets to be around typical children, but he also has some one-on-one time, uh, with certain therapies, excuse me, sorry, with, with some, uh, certain therapies, like his occupational therapy, speech therapy and things of that nature. Um, I have noticed a great difference between where he is now and where he was before. In terms of mm-hmm. him not talking, him not really having the greatest eye contact. It was never terrible, but it was it was a little off. Now okay. I see that he's following like some of my social cues. Like if I just look at him, he'll look back. If I smile at mm-hmm. him, he'll smile back at me. You know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like we took him That's to the doctor great. yesterday, and um, he saw another little kid in there that was crying, and he turned around, looked at us, and he told me, um, he said, like he told me that the little Aww. kid, the little boy, was sad. Oh. So just just little things like that. Um, and just does give he me hope learn that, that in school? I believe the, so. The, the different aspects, I, because that's something that my son had to be taught. Had, yeah, and I, and I think that's what it is. I don't everything. think that's natural. I, I mm-hmm. don't think that's natural. I think that is something that's being taught. Okay, so they're beginning. He's beginning to recognize the different aspects and feelings. Right, because on, on the flip side, if somebody is laughing, if on the television, he might look at me and say he's happy. Right. Oh, that's good. So yeah. I I also believe that early intervention helps a lot as well. The earlier yeah, it does. That we, they're diagnosed, we no, we definitely ahead. had him in early intervention. He he received services from them also. Then we had our own outpatient therapy, and then we had him enrolled in school. So for a while, like that seems like that's all he did was receive services. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. um, and how are you doing, Dave, as a father? Um, diff- different ways, different days. Okay. You know, I try to be optimistic, you know, with his progress. That's, that's very encouraging. I, I do have concerns for him just because, you know, I, I want him to be included in things. I don't want him to be, you know, discriminated upon. I don't want, you know, people trying to take advantage of him and get over on him and things mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, that that's a constant thought that I have uh, mm-hmm. with him. Um, it, honestly, it's, it's no nobody wants to hear that their child has anything wrong with them, especially at such an early age. Right. Um, so that's a little hard for me to, to deal with sometimes. I mean, I'm getting better with it. When when I first had suspicions and he didn't have a diagnosis and he seemed to be worse off, I, I think I probably cried every day for maybe two or three weeks just because wow. I was just so frustrated. That's not anything that I wanted for him. But um, he's made great progress. And for that, I'm thankful. So I'm I'm a lot better now than what I was. Wow. That's, I mean, that's really cool. That's to be yeah. commended. And, um, 
you know, every day brings new things, you know, so that I think that's what's um, exciting to me about the wonder-filled world of autism that, you know, you just never know what the new day will bring, you know, is he going to eat a new food today? Is he going to try yeah. a new activity today? Is he going to say this today, you know? So I, I think that kind of brings a lot of it, love and fun to it. it. It does, especially with him being three now. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing more than he was doing a year ago. So, I mean, it is adventurous to see what he's going to come up with. Um, we have a hard time getting him to eat different things. And we found out that he loves crab legs. That's his favorite thing on, on the menu they eat <laughs> is crab legs. <laughs> he bougie. Oh yeah, he is a little bougie. Crab legs and feet is what he eats. Oh, my goodness. Okay, the most expensive things on the menu. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> He must, he must get that from his mother. Wow. That's really, that's funny. Like in the beginning, my son ate everything, but now he only eats about 10 foods. Well, and, and I, I um, experienced something yeah. like that also because he was eating vegetables and different things. And now it's like you right. give him anything and he just kind of looks at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, we, it took us a while, but we had to start to learn. He didn't like certain textures. He doesn't mm-hmm. like wet. Um, he doesn't put condiments on anything. He's his french okay. fries dry, his chicken dry, his rice dry, his toast dry. Yeah, yeah. and my son is the complete opposite. He dips everything in something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what makes it fun. But just recently, he did um, add a new food. So he eats kale now. And that Does was he, just okay. really within the last three months. So, you know, it, it's always hope, you know, and that's the only vegetable he eats. And that he has not eaten a vegetable and I don't know how many years wow. until he just started eating kale recently. So, so does he, there you would go. he have There's to take a supplement? Uh, no. The, his developmental pediatrician told me very early that, because mm-hmm. um, I was very concerned. And uh, she said, a child will not starve themselves. When he is hungry, he will eat. And, okay. you know, so stop worrying about it. She said she had a patient who only ate potato chips and pizza. And, um, yeah, so sometimes I, it might sound bad to say, but sometimes I look at other people's experiences and then Mm -hmm. thank God, you know, for my own, because I do know a lot of parents whose children have never spoken to them ever. Yeah. That's never given them a hug, you know, and their children are older, like my son's eight. So, you know, you look at other people's situation and then you be like, okay, you know, mine's not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. It could always be worse. Right. So, you know, be encouraged. The little guy is cute as a bug. He is so handsome. Oh, thank oh, you. My Appreciate goodness. that. Yeah. Thank you. Y'all going to have trouble when he hits puberty. <laughs> so, um, but I thank you for calling in. It was great talking to you. Thank um, you for thank supporting you for the podcast. Me. No problem. You the first guest, Dave. <laughs> going to be jelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll talk to you soon. We'll have you back. All right, I appreciate it. And good luck with right, continued no success. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was great. Was very. We really it want was. to thank Dave for coming in, coming on to the show and sharing um just a little bit about his experiences with his son, um, who was diagnosed with autism at such an early age. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks, Dave. So listen. Right, you already know how it is. <laughs> You already know that my who did some shit is on a whole nother level. 
you know, we got the the serious, sensitive stuff out the way. Now let's get mm-hmm. to the ratchet. Well, my who mm-hmm. did some shit this week we have to talk about because it's all over the internet. And so, you know, we got to tackle it too. Okay. I'm talking, listen, this family is a family who I just despise. I, it's nothing about them that I like. I'm talking the Kardashians. The Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't like them at all. I don't like what they represent. Mm. I mean, people want to be like, oh, they made something out of nothing. Okay, cool. Kudos to them for, you know, a sex tape making them into damn near billionaires. That's wonderful. Uh, but this week, Khloe Kardashian, which is what the youngest Kardashian sister, well, the Kardashians, because you know those other ones, they're Jenners. Okay. Uh, right. So her, she's dating or engaged to, or something. Surely having, she's having a baby with Tristan Thompson, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they are having this baby. They are about to have this baby, I think, in the beginning of May, or something like that. Well, this week, Tristan Thompson was caught out there in a cheating. It was two Mm -hmm. different videos. One of him in a club. uh, He played in D.C., and so he went to a club in Arlington, Virginia, somewhere. Like you bypassed all the clubs in DC and you went out to Arlington, Virginia, which I don't get, but okay. And he was caught on tape kissing a woman or two in a club. Oh, okay. So that was the first, yeah, he was doing it up, child. Okay. It was, it was two women on, on the left side of him and I think another woman on the right side of him. And then he was kissing one of them, and then the other one put his face in her boobs, and they was just doing it up in the club. Okay. Um, so this was like a little surveillance video that somebody, you know, obviously sold to the press, and they had it out there. Then they have another video of him in Cleveland, and he is coming from out of a club, getting into a truck, leaving said truck, going into a hotel room leaving out the back out of the hotel i don't know if he's going to a hotel room but he was going to a hotel so obviously he was going in a room leaving out of that same hotel getting back into the car and it was a woman doing the same thing she was getting into the truck from out of the club and going into the hotel and leaving out the hotel getting into the truck and um yeah so tmz released this video of course the paparazzi was following him now here's my thing wait a minute i have a question Okay, sure. They were getting into the same truck or two different yes. trucks? Oh, the they same, were the same truck. truck. The okay. same okay. truck. So mm-hmm. here's my okay. thing about that. Tristan Thompson, you obviously wanted to get caught. You Clearly. are a well-known basketball player without dating a car tracking. You are a right. well-known basketball player. And now you're dating and having a baby with a well-known figure. So right. you wanted to get caught. Because if you didn't want to get caught, now I'm not with the cheating stuff, but if you're going to cheat, at least cheat right. You were getting out of this car and the girl was getting out of the car. You was getting in the car and the girl was getting in the car. It wasn't a separate car. It wasn't like, I'll come out after you, you go, and an hour later, I'm going to come. You was outside on the phone in the video just talking it up. You know, looking at the paparazzi's direction, so you wanted to get caught. Like nothing about this said, let's keep this a secret. Okay. 
Now, the reason why I brought this up was, A, because it was in all of the news circuits, in the pop culture, all over the internet, you know, everywhere. But my biggest thing with this story is Tristan Thompson, the same Tristan Thompson, who is now cheating on Khloe Kardashian when she's like in her third trimester or about to deliver, also did this to his child's mother before he got with Khloe Kardashian. He left. This is a pattern. He okay. was with uh, he was with the girl, posting her all over social media, been together forever. You know, she got pregnant. He was all happy. It was all on me and my baby, you, me, and this baby. We're going places. We're doing things. And then in her third trimester, he left her and went with Khloe Kardashian. Now, I don't feel sorry for Khloe Kardashian, not in the least bit, because mm-hmm. you knew that Tristan Thompson left his pregnant girlfriend to be with you. Right. So I don't feel sorry for her at all. He is what he is. Clearly, he's a cheater. Like you said, this is a pattern. He's doing exactly what he's doing. But karma keeps winning because it comes back around that now this pie in your face. And you should have never got with him when he was with someone else that was having a baby, whether he's feeding you lies saying, oh, we're not together, this, that, and the third, like, girl, come on. Chloe Kardashian, you've been around the block. This is not your first rodeo, and it ain't your first basketball player. Probably like your seventh basketball player. I was going to say, because that's a pattern for her as well. (laughs) Exactly. This is your, this is like your seventh basketball player. First of all, you was married to a well-known basketball player, and Tristan Thompson is like a millionaire and he's 26. Did you really think that he was like settling down with you? I don't know what it is about them Kardashian girls that they think they got the lock on the men. Because to me, all of the men that go to the Kardashians, they're looking for a look. Well, they have to be because even, first of all, they're, they're famous from a sex tape. Uh, right, you know, and and then she ain't even do nothing in the tape. Like it was trash sex. So I'm like, mm. right. But anyway, yeah, I mean, right. to each their own. I don't want to judge, but you know, I'm like, it's like trash sex, and then like now they're famous. Okay, right. You know, and and the fact that you got with this boy and you were okay. See, here's the thing about women. Yes, I'm a woman, you know, but this is the thing about women. Stop thinking that it ain't going to happen to you. Or that mm-hmm. you should don't think that you, that, you know, he did that, but he ain't going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying once a cheater, always a cheater, because people change. People right. can do, you know, people change. Somebody can be cheating on somebody else like it's no tomorrow and then get with you and be a great person, be faithful and all of that. It doesn't happen to everybody. However, why would you have a baby by somebody who left? a woman that was pregnant and got with you. You didn't think that through. You didn't think that through. You didn't think that that was going to happen to you? Well, you know, the Kardashians are very, um, it's almost like they have autism because they only see things from their own perspective. Mm. You know what That's I mean? That's an so aha moment. That was an <laughs> aha moment. It's, you know, so it's almost like applying logic is just not going to work in this situation because they think everything revolves around them. So it's like, mm. you know, I'm Chloe and this is not going to happen to me. But you know what I really think is, I just think that she just wants to have a baby because everybody else has a baby 
And she was the only one. She's like the last one with having a baby. So yeah. of course it is. And I mean, like, it's not like she needs him. It's not when I say need him, I don't mean need him to be a father. Everybody, you know, all children need a father. What I mean right. by that is, it's like it's not like she's a, a woman who's having a baby by a basketball player. She has nothing else going on for herself. She can't really take care of the baby, so she's going to settle mm-hmm. for anything so she could get a check. She's not in that situation. So it's very easy for her to just be like, oh, whatever. But my thing is, is this, I don't want any, you know, pregnancy is a, is, is an experience that you should not stress about. I mean, bringing a life into the world is not easy. People, women have babies every day and people think that it's just so easy. It's, it's men are who I'm talking about. They think it's so easy, but women really go through so much. You know, you can lose your life. And your yes. child can lose their life when you're pregnant. Yes. So it's, it's in, in, that, in that aspect, you know, damn girl. But then in the aspect of like pie in your face and that's what you get because you should have never been with the dude and thinking that you should ain't think when he mm-hmm. left his pregnant girlfriend. Like he did this. He's doing the same exact thing. But what do you expect from a 26-year-old athlete? Right. And how is Chloe? I don't know. Older than twenty six, you know. I don't know. I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's definitely older than twenty six. And I, you know, I just that family. It's just I just don't. I despise that family. I hate that they appropriate cult, our culture. You know, I hate that these men fawn over them because they're looking for a look. And then every single man that leaves them, they say the same exact thing. Oh, it was too much. They wanted me to do this. They wanted me to do that. If everybody is telling you the same thing again, why do you think that you are going to be different? Tristan Thompson? <laughs> uh, the whole situation, like when I read it, I just was like, mm, look at Karma. Karma just be knocking on your door like, Karma hey, girl, hey. hey. Yes, karma is always winning. That's right. It 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 always is. And you know what? Mm-hmm. To get off of that, I have one more who did some shit, and it's a little okay. bit different. My who did some, my other who did some shit is about Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Wait, do we know who Killer Mike is? Killer Mike, tell them who Killer Mike is. Well, Killer Mike is a rapper. He's a well-known rapper, actually, and he's also an actor. Um, so he's not a part of the Black Lives Movement as far as like the actual organization of black lives but he just believes in black lives mattering you know and um he's also um advocate for the second amendment like he champions the second amendment he believes that black people need to grow hunt uh, their own food we we have to have a black economic system to exist in this world and to get out of the situations that we're in, he champions that, you know, and okay. so, so because it's not he champions, just that he wants us to have, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not just that he wants us to have guns, to no. own guns, but it's no, not so not, that he can be self-sustaining, and that's his exactly. point. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Right. So, mm-hmm. Killer Mike um, recently did an interview on the NRA platform, you know, mm-hmm. Um, the National Rifle Association for people who don't know what the NRA stands for. And so he went on the NRA's platform and he did um, an interview with them. Now, when he did the interview, he got a lot of backlash because of the interview, you know, right. because um, people felt like black people especially felt like, mm-hmm. you know, with the NRA was built on. You know, the NRA is very racist. 
they were right. uh, 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 initially uh, started mm-hmm. to, to 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 kill black people, basically. You know, um, Google it. It's I a whole big say, thing. Yeah, and NRA is code for KKK. But okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so right. because of that, because of that, black people felt like, why would you go on this platform? Whether you are a champion for the Second Amendment, and why would you go on this platform and speak to this issue on their platform? Now, Killer mm-hmm. Mike's response was, you know how some people feel like, oh, well, we have to be a part of the conversation, you know, and right. we have to be at the seat at the table. Now, he's right. not looking for a seat at the NRA's table, but he thought because it is the National Rifle Association and because of what they stand on that he could go and give his perspective and it would mean something different. I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not putting words into his mouth. I don't know or putting thoughts into his brain. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Obviously he wasn't thinking when he went on that platform. And so because he got so much backlash about it, he came out and he apologized for it. And the thing is people were saying it's not about what you said because he said nothing wrong. It was a platform okay. on which you did it on. You shouldn't have done it on their platform. You know, if you believe in the black economic system and you believe in black people sustaining ourselves so that we can um, be better off, then do it on a platform that's not their platform. Do it on a platform that's our platform. You know, so he came out and he um, apologized about that. Now, fast forward to this week, either hold this on, week or last on. week. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Did we accept the apology? Because, you know, I need to be in the know. Like, because you know how we, we never forgave the apology. apology for being yes. a, for meeting with Trump. We never forgave him for that. But we forgave. Okay. So as Killer far Mike. as I know, we forgave Killer Mike. You know. Okay. We had a side eye at Killer Mike, but we, we, he's not off the team just yet. Right. He's not off so, the team. But we don't, we don't forgive Steve Harvey for, for meeting with Trump. Well, Steve though. Harvey, we, the thing is, that Steve Harvey met with Trump. And the thing is, that Steve Harvey said, I want to have the seat at the table because, you know, we, we want to change what's going on. What you, having a seat at that table is not changing anything. That man is a maniac. You know, he's a psychomaniac. Nothing that you can say to him is going to change anything. He used you as a photo op, and you should have been smart enough to know that. So, so we haven't forgiven Steve Harvey. Well, I, you know what? I had some other issues with Steve Harvey. Um, you know, I, I think that Steve Harvey is, um, on the one hand, I think that Steve Harvey is great. The things that he has done for black people, you know, the boys academy that he has, the, um, you know, the hoodie awards when he gave, uh, black businesses a chance to shine, you know, um, he gives a lot of black people work in his shows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff is great. And because of that, I just think that these people have to be smarter than they are. And you can make a mistake, but, you know, Steve Harvey also, on the other hand, for me, this is just for me, is one of those, oh, I got somewhere and I'm not as humble as I used to be. You know, he just gives off that attitude to me as well. And so I... Go ahead. Right, but I, I'm talking about you know you you can't go against Black Twitter. So is Black Twitter okay. saying Steve Harvey is okay, or is Black Twitter no, saying no Twitter, Steve Harvey still not I okay? Think, I think Black Twitter is still saying Steve Harvey is not okay. Okay, Black Twitter. I, I, I haven't got the word. I, w- I, I haven't got the Black word Twitter. that Steve Harvey was back in the fold. I haven't got that okay. word yet. 
Okay. All right. All right. I'm with, I'm okay. with you, Black Twitter. I don't want Black Twitter to think that, you know, <laughs> we don't stand with them. <laughs> right. That's right. We stand with Black Twitter. <laughs> okay. So, Go ahead. So fast fast forward one week, Killer Mike. Mike. Okay. So, fast forward. I think Killer Mike was kind of like, you know, side eyeing you, but you was like, still kind of in the fold. Now, here we go this week, and I'll make this real quick. Do you know who Joy Ann Reed is? Joy Ann Reed, the newscaster lady with the show? Yes. So she has mm-hmm. a show on, I think it's MSNBC. Um, don't quote me on that, people, because, but I, I'm almost certain that I think it's MSNBC. So she has this show. Anyway, she put out an um, Instagram post, and she... Um, had two people beside her, two black women, and she was just saying in an Instagram post, oh, you know, thank you so much for the interview. It was great. Whomever the publication was that she's coming out. And then she was like, and I just want to give a special shout out to H&M, you know, for for coming through. And then she said some other choice things. Mm-hmm. Killer Mike, the same Killer Mike who had just previous, the previous week went through this whole backlash because of this uh, interview that he did on N, on the NRA platform went under Joy Ann Reed's post and said, oh, it's okay if Joy Ann Reed talks about H&M who call a child a monkey in the jungle, but I can't go on the NRA platform and speak about the Second Amendment. So Joy Ann Reed then turns and she responds back to Killer Mike and she said, and I'm paraphrasing this, um, mm-hmm. H&M is hair and makeup, sweetie, not <laughs> H&M, the clothing brand. Right. Right. So, Killer Mike, you <laughs> played the damn stuff. And I mean, like, in a major way. Because here's the thing. The reason why you did that is because you was like, oh, I, I'm not going to be the only black person. Look, look at her. Look what she's doing. She's also a person that champions black lives and talks about mm-hmm. Black Lives Mattering on her show, and she's talking about H&M, but I can't go on the NRA. So it's like, I don't want to be the only one out there. Nope, it's somebody mm-hmm. else. And it's mm-hmm. like, my man, see, this is the thing with these celebrities, or just people in general. When you do something, and you get backlash for it, shut up. Just, yeah, just, be just play your own cards, right. That's just right. be quiet. Right. Let it die mm-hmm. down. Let Black Twitter go into the next thing, which here we are on the Christian Thompson and the damn Khloe Kardashian. We ain't even thinking about you, Killer Mike. But no, you got to run your big ass mouth and say, oh, she's talking about H&M, but I can't. No, A, no, you can't. And B, do your research before you jump out the damn window. I, I was about to say, like, Dad, that's, that's terrible. Like, he really did play himself. However, like, how was a man supposed to know that? Like, H&M, it really was kind of like, and not just him. No, it was like, shut up. Like, don't, you didn't have to say anything. anything. I know, I know, I know. Anything. But how was he supposed to know that? I mean, I'm sure a couple other people probably looked at his side eye, you know, and maybe even said anything, but it just came out with him because he had the stuff you going on. You had just went through the, exactly. You, know what I mean? you had, because you had just went through the nonsense, you should have, that should have been more of a reason to just be quiet. I just think in today's times, people don't know how to just shut up. Like, I might sound old as hell, but take me back to the 90s when people was, A, before it was even social media, but like when people mind their own damn business, like, yo, yeah. shut yeah. up. 
Yeah. You could just I have not that, yeah. say anything. Yeah. Like it, right. it really is that simple. You could not say everything does not deserve a response. Everything mm-hmm. does not deserve your energy. Like some things don't even deserve your energy. You could just keep it moving, like, mm, look at that. Keep to the next thing. Yeah. Kill it, Mike. First of all, you too big. And I mean that no, that was ignorant. No. No, no, his oh, stature, man. like he's a, yeah, his stature is big. I know what right. you mean. You know, you look uh-huh. at him, you think a manly man, a man's man. You yeah, know, you big ass. It, whatever. Get out of that. <laughs> yeah, get out of that. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Just, oh, but yeah, those goodness. were the two things that really just, you know, got to me this week, uh, on the who did some shit because that was some shit. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. was. And he like played himself major, like, oof. Seriously. You almost gotta feel bad for it, like mm. yeah, like oh, I, I did. When I looked at it, I was like, "Look at you, yeah, exactly." But you know what, Killer Mike, learn how to just be quiet, sweetie. But now you know uh to wrap it all up, he's going on a Joy Ann Reed show, so that's good because then he can. You know, apologize to her in person. Like, mm-hmm. mm, I was an asshole. I should have never said anything. I just ain't want to be the only person out there. And then B, he can give his synopsis or his, you know, rendition or his whatever we want to say it is of why he went on the NRA platform to even do this whole big interview that he did. Right. So make sure you get back to me with his Black Twitter for giving him or not. Yeah, I'll let you I know. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go against Black Twitter. Yeah, my <laughs> child, that ain't no, that's like going against the beehive. But wow. yeah, so you know what? Let's get on, on into this topic that we have for this week. I love mm. the Lord, but I can't stand church folks. Mm. 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 Ain't that so, true? So, listen, quick story. <laughs> the Saturday before Easter, uh, oh, no. my family... Oh, no. Oh, our family, you know, we are cousins, mm. real cousins. Our family went on a trip. Uh, we went to see a play all about Jesus. In mm-hmm. fact, the play was called Jesus. And, uh, let me just say this before I even get into it. The play was awesome. Excellent. It was wonderful. Excellent. You know, I mean, it was so good. I felt like, yeah, you gotta go to church tomorrow because I didn't have yes. my church right here. Yes. Now, Amen. Amen. Before we got to the trip, um, we took a bus to get to the trip, you know. Uh, we got the on play the bus. Was at, the play was at the Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster, right. Pennsylvania. In it's about Pennsylvania. an hour and a half, two hours-ish, I guess, yeah. from yeah. where we live. From yeah. Camden. So, mm-hmm. From Camden, yeah. So the Sight and Sound Theater, they have all these, um, you know, Christian-based plays, and they're very, mm-hmm. very good. I mean, they spare no very expense. Good. Great. Um, props and stage settings, use live animals, all that kind of stuff. It's worth every dime if you ever get invited yeah, or want to area to check it out. Sound, sight and Sound Theater. Yeah. Tell them what happened, Ma. You too mm-hmm. can have a um, church bus trip to the Sight and Sound um, Theater, which is uh, mm-hmm. what we were on. We were on a church, a church <laughs> bus trip, right? Church is very important. Let's keep that, keep that thought in you. So, uh, we, we go, we get on the bus. Uh, first of all, we were, I, myself and my mother was about five minutes late. We're supposed to be there by nine. We got there maybe nine oh five. We didn't leave for a half an hour later. 
Um, mm-hmm. Reason being is because when we got on the bus, my aunt said, hey, sit here. I said, all right, cool. We sat down, just waiting for the bus to leave. Lo and behold, they had oversold the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and when they oversold the trip, that means that, what, it was, they should have sold 98 tickets. Right. But they sold 100 tickets. Right. So two people ain't have a seat on, on, on both right. bus. Both bus. Like one, per, one person on each bus. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They one didn't have a seat. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, we said we were going an hour and a half up the road. Okay. <laughs> and one person didn't have a seat. So <laughs> trying to figure out why this trip was oversold. In, in the meantime, between time, we on the church bus, the church bus with church folk. And this is when the nastiness of the church folk came out. So it started with, well, where, what time are we leaving? Well, I thought we were supposed to leave at nine o'clock. Oh, so they ain't got enough seat. Oh, man. Uh, it was a lot of that going on. There was a lot of that going on. And it, and it was a lot of like, uh, I heard a little bit of cursing going on. I heard I a lot heard, of bit of cursing. Oh, well, see, they was cursing up there. Back in the back where I was, it was a little bit of cursing. It was like a, mm-hmm. this shit. Come mm-hmm. on. What the hell? You know, it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of like that. So I'm looking around like, I thought we was on the church bus trip. Mm-hmm. These people was being very ignorant. So the pastor got on the bus. He was like, well, how many people could sit in the back seat? And it was like three. He was like, well, it looked like four people could sit back there to me. But the people who were sitting back there, they weren't the small. I mean, they weren't big, but they weren't the smallest people. So you could not squeeze another person on the seat. And mm-hmm. so the long story short of it was our aunt had to sit on the step of mm-hmm. the bus because they oversold the trip. And so she was the person who said, you know what, just let's just go. Let's just go. It's getting to be too much. Let's just go. We'll make it work. That was going on. Now, and before, you know, people start looking at us side eye, we Mm. offer our seat to our aunt. Because she's our aunt. We offered our seat. But it it was her church and she sold the most tickets. The the most tickets. Because our family supports everything right and she sat on the step the step maya and i were living like yeah we couldn't talk we her out of it the pastor was on there was two buses the pastor was on the bus the other bus and the pastor got like four of the skinniest people together on that mm-hmm. other bus and, and put them in the back closed them in that back seat. and so everybody had a seat on that bus but on mm-hmm. our bus yeah, my aunt had to sit on the step going and coming home. Mm. <laughs> Me, Baby, and my cousin sat on a seat. You heard that right. Me, Baby, and my other cousin, we sat in a seat. So I sat on one seat, Baby sat on the other seat, and our cousin sat on our lap across both of our laps, her back <laughs> up toward the window, and that is how we rolled. Down, down, and and that was when it was just like between okay between that and the damn people because because you know my mother is um handicapped and Mm. it takes her a little longer to get on and off the bus you know and so a couple of times 
when we were on that trip, I thought that I was going to be the one cursing because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, damn, she's taking all long to sit down. They didn't say that, but that was the look that they were giving. And so I was looking at them like, if you think about uttering a single thing out of your mouth about my mother, this is going to be the church trip that you'll never mm-hmm. forget in your damn life. Because it surely was the church trip that I never forgot. And, and three to a seat, three to a yes. seat for an hour and a half yes. ride. Yeah. We're not it little kids. Terrible. We are At not all. little kids. <laughs> and At so all. listen, the, the, the story just goes on and on and on and on. We could talk about the story forever. But that brought oh us to goodness. the topic. Because I sent right. out a tweet and it said, I love the Lord, but I can't stand church folks. So we're going to list the top 10 things that we can't stand about church folks. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number 10, church folks who try to make you feel guilty about having other things to do. Mm, mm, mm. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. I cannot go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday for me, and every Thursday mm-hmm. for choir practice, every Saturday for business meeting. I have things to do. They were like, right. oh, it's the Lord blessing you. You can't. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. The Lord bless you with a house and a family and children to care for, and I have a life. Thank right. you. Sit down. <laughs> right. Oh. right. I, <laughs> somebody recently told me, Oh, yeah. The church board wanted me to be a deacon. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so wonderful. Are you going to do it? And he's like, hell no, I ain't going to do it <laughs> because I can't be at church on a meeting. I just want to be whatever it was that he told me he wanted to be in the church. He was like, on that, I got to be there on Sunday and one Saturday out of the month. That's what I'm signing up for. He was like, I'm not signing up to be no damn deacon. But church folk will make you try to feel guilty about not coming to something at church. To everything. Hmm. To, like, if you just because you have four services on Sunday does not mean I need to be I more realizing at all right. of them. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, no. No. Right. Gee. Okay. Number nine. Church folk who come to church to show off their new shit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, Deaconess Barbara. Like, I've seen you seven times today. You already put your money in the plate. Sit mm. down. I know you mm. got a new dress on, girl. Yes. I mean, hats and gloves at Easter. New mm-hmm. coats in the winter time. Because um, they never job. take off because they want you to see them. Exactly. <laughs> you they, you know it is high up in the church and you don't go to the coat check. You know, right. you sit in the pew with your coat on, mm-hmm. march around, they put your money in the plate and then act like you forgot to put your money in the plate and come up uh-huh, again and be again. like, I don't want right. to miss my blessing. Right. Or how about the ones that ride around in the parking lot because they um have a new car and then they got yeah. a car. Oh, look at you, Sister Maya. Mm-hmm. Hey, and girl, let's drive on down uh-huh. and see Sister Sally. It's like, okay. And, and what really uh-huh. is, you can't even give them a compliment because uh-huh. they just take it to the 25th power. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the Lord is so good. He's uh-huh. like, now, don't get me wrong. God is good all the time and yes, no matter what. All the time. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> but come on now. You see me on the mm-hmm. house somewhere. Oh my God. Right. I can't. 
Aki. Um, number eight. Mm. Oh, this is one for me. Church folk who quote cliches like inscription and don't mm. know the difference. Mm. 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 <laughs> God don't like example? ugly. God don't like ugly is not in the Bible. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness is not in the Bible. <laughs> all these things that we say and people be quoting them like in scripture, yeah, sit down. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> it's not in the Bible. You know, and then I remember I was having a conversation with somebody and we were, first of all, I'm a Bible reader. It is my mm-hmm. favorite book. I read Bibles cover to cover, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't go around quoting the Bible all the time, whatever. I don't, I don't do that, but I love the Bible. I love the word and everything pertaining to life is in the word. Mm-hmm. So with, with that being said, I'm having a conversation with a colleague and you know what kind mm-hmm. of work I do. And, mm-hmm. um, and I said, cause even the Bible says a prostitute is better than a whore for at least mm-hmm. they get paid. And that's in the word. Check mm. it. Okay, it's in the word. So, you know, and they looked at me like, oh, blasphemy, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm like, "Mm -mm, honey, let me put, you know, you have to read the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's in there. Right. You know, so that is in the word. But all these little cliches and you're just going around quoting stuff and you don't know what you're talking about. And I sit there and listen. Now, some people, I call them on it. But some mm-hmm. people, because my mom told me respect my elders, I just let it go. Walk away. You like, let amen, it go. You blessed. have to. Yeah. You have amen, to. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Well, how about, the, how about the time when we was at, um, <laughs> how about the time when we was at the Steve Harvey? This was when he was on the whole <gasps> black Twitter was on his side. And okay. um, we went to his neighborhood awards. And right. the girl got up and she was quoting Steve Harvey like he was in a damn Bible. Like, she was like, yeah, because I remember, <laughs> Steve, when you told me that you got to go through a test to get to a testimony. And I, when you told me that, and she was like, because listen, I, I, I believe that. I believe what you told me. She was saying it like Steve Harvey was a damn Bible or like he was the Lord. That not I only said, did she crazy. say it so passionately, not only that, like she, like, she was quoting him like he was quoting scripture mm-hmm. and like she ain't never heard that before. Heard it before. <laughs> right. Steve Harvey was the person that told you that? Girl, get out, more. Get out, oh, more, Go to church. Because clearly you don't go. <laughs> right. Clearly right. you don't go. Go to church with <laughs> <or help> somebody. <laughs> right. Okay. Number seven. Church folk who think they know everything. Oh, my. Mm. Help. Mm-hmm. Help me. <sighs> Where do we begin with this? You know, you got to take a deep breath on some of these because church folk who think that they know everything. Now, you know, people, it, it is people out there in the world who think that they know everything and they don't, they never even been to church. But right, church period. folk who do it, man, listen, mm-hmm. you could be like, yeah, because I had to take my car to get brakes. And they'd be like, oh, did you? Did you get the hydraulics? Because the Lord told me, no, lady, <laughs> you don't know everything about everything. Like, come on. What? Oh, what my goodness. That is so true. And nothing, mm. like, I mean, and when I talk about no every, I'm just like, you be like, oh, because I laid down and I prayed at night. Oh, you shouldn't lay mm-hmm. down and pray. You got to get on your knees and pray. Mm-hmm. You need to get on your right. knees and pray. You guys, and you just be like, what? 
What? <laughs> in my conversation with the Lord, like I mean, like everything they do so churchy is like the churchy church way. Like they right. just know everything, it's the only and way. then you can't say you because you in church or you know you talking to like a church person. You don't want to be rude because I really think they do that because they just know people ain't gonna say shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Cause I say that mm-hmm. to somebody who's not churchy, who just think they know everything. Cause I'm like, right. fuck up. you think you know everything, right. you know? But right. I think you know they be doing that because they just know you're not gonna say that. But right. you know, one day I might hit them with a little variation of that. Just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. not just that, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The All Lord you know is to tell you to be quiet. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a blessing. I like it. I'm gonna break that down. <laughs> I'm gonna break, break that, that down, down because <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm feeling mm-hmm. like some of them people on that bus. That's what I should have said yeah. today. You know what the Lord told me? The Lord mm-hmm. told me to tell you to ooh, zip it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it. <laughs> hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, number six, church folk who say they love the Lord, mm. but they mean as the dick. Mm. 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 This was the church bus trip that we went on the Saturday before Easter. I had never been around so many mean people in my life in one setting. I've been around mean people. Hell, I could be mean as hell. But I'm talking about uh, that many mean people in one setting. It's like you would think that this is a church bus trip. We're about to go mm-hmm. see Jesus, the play. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're about to get Jesus all up and through us. This should be a happy mm-hmm. time in your life. You should be smiling, mm-hmm. but no, you are nasty, rude, just mm-hmm. a devilish behavior. And it's the people in church that are the meanest. Like they mm-hmm. literally are the meanest. And it's because of exactly what you just said. They think that nobody is going to call them up on their shit because you it's because you're in church. Like mm-hmm. you, it's like soon as you soon as you get into the church. And when I say the church, I really mean like people who are not necessarily just go to church, but I'm talking about people who are in the church. Like you said, you mm-hmm. have the Tuesday meeting, the Wednesday meeting, you right, have Bible right, study, right. you are all the mm-hmm. ministries, you in mm-hmm. the hospital. Why are you right. in the hospitality committee and you ain't even nice? You're not even hospitable. Like, like you, you miss Mount Olive. You don't nice right. when they come exactly. in. Mm-hmm. You're just mad right. at yourself. Right. And first of all, I don't like mean people, period. Right. But Mean people who Christians who are mean, and I'm gonna tell you that that root is that root is in tradition. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's locked in all this tradition. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know that mean stuff. And if something has happened to you that caused you to be mean or whatever it is, get some deliverance. I mean, you in the house of the Lord. That's where deliverance right. is. Like, get glad. Mm. I just think meanness is just a false depiction of who Jesus is. I feel like mm-hmm. if if I, say if I wasn't saved, if I didn't go to church or whatever, and I came across this group of people that we encountered mm-hmm. on the bus, mm-hmm. I would be like, I ain't ever going to church. Never going to church. Exactly. Why would I get saved if that's how I'm going to be? Like, yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, let me tell you mm-hmm. something. You better shape up church folks because mm-hmm. I could show you mean. I can show right, you me exactly, and I can show exactly. you nasty, and see that's what's going to happen. You're going to get with somebody 
who just came and you're going to be mean and you're going to be nasty and they're going to be like, who the hell are you talking mm-hmm. to? You know, and that, that's what's going to happen. And I'm going to be the person with your mean mm-hmm. asses in, in, in a minute because it was too much. It was like too much nasty behavior in one setting. Look, mm-hmm. uh, let's get off of that because that ass is making me mean. This is supposed to be funny. <laughs> what's next? What we got next? Okay, number five. Church folk who claim seats. Uh, now, you know, I had my own experience with this one. Um, I was in church one day at my home church in Camden. I was in church sitting down, listening to the music, just like sitting there smiling because I was being nice. Um, and some, I get a tap on my shoulder. Tap, tap. So I turn around. I'm like, hey, good morning. How you doing? You know. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you in my seat. I said, oh. Did she see? She said, yeah. I said, oh, I didn't know that they had a sign teaching church. When did that happen? Because I moved. I moved. I moved to Virginia. <laughs> and so I haven't been here in a little minute. Um, did that happen while I've been going? Right. The last time I was here wasn't no assigned seat. She was like, mm-hmm. no, I just sit here every Sunday. I said, oh, you should get here a little bit earlier. And I turned back around. Right. The Lord uh, uh, is blessing me. <laughs> Right now? Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> what are we doing, lady? First of all, there's no assigned seats in church. Second right. of all, if you sit here every Sunday, put a placard. Third of all, if you sit here every Sunday, get to church. Church start at 11. You have to be here at 10.55 or something. I mean, like, you know, come on, church is starting. Sit down, honey. Sit down. And, I mean, and then I said, you want me to move my purse so you can sit next to me? I mean, we can make it work. But you ain't getting this seat right here, right now. I know. I just don't like that. First of all, if somebody's in your seat, especially like clearly she didn't know you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you say, oh, hi, how you doing? Welcome. If you, if you mm-hmm. the church folk, that's what church folk is supposed to do. Be hospitable, <laughs> not get out Hello. my seat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, oh my goodness. Well, I you know, know I didn't move. Of course you didn't move, Maya, because, I mean, it's yeah. the whole principle, the whole thing. And you because shouldn't. I have moved. And here's the thing. If you would have approached me in a different way, I probably would have moved. If you would have mm-hmm. said, oh, can you, you know, I got a hard time hearing. Um, you know, I can't walk that far. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, if I have to be in this seat because I have to walk up and give the welcome message to the people that's visiting the mm-hmm. church. You know, you have to come with me with a little bit of something different other than you sitting in my seat. Oh, uh-uh. Because remember when Cedric was like, uh-uh, four and five player. Four and five. Yeah, this is four and five. This is, this is four and five. This is my seat tonight. Thank you. Oh, Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. There's no place for seat claiming in the church. Right. <laughs> So, number four. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this is a big pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. Number four. Church folk who no longer have a name because mm-hmm. they want to be addressed by their title only. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something, Shirley. You've been Shirley all my life. All your life. All my life. All my life. The whole time all I've been life. knowing you, if you, Shirley, if you are, if you are ordained as a deaconess, Bless the Lord, Shirley. I'm going to get you a right. card, come to the ceremony, all that kind of right. stuff. Look at Prophetess, deaconess, evangelist, all of that. I am so happy for you. The name yes. of the Lord be praised, but you're Shirley. 
Right, Shirley. Yes, Shirley. I mean, if I, and that's one thing I love about my church. We are not like that at all. You know, mm-hmm. you may call some older people, sister this or brother that, or, you know, even my deacons. I'm like, hey, Deke, what's up? This and that. But, you know, you see them out. You, we have names. My name right. is the <laughs> right. My name is Zazie. Don't you have to have, you know, no titles and all that other kind of stuff. And the people are like, oh, it's about respect. No, respect is how I speak to you, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how I reverence you, period. It's not about, because, I mean, we had teachers when we was in school, we have to say Miss That and Mr. That, and it wasn't, we didn't always have respect for. Right. You know, exactly. I'm a whole grown woman. And if you, especially if you like my friend, you know, right. you have a friend Shirley. now, all of a sudden, you think I'm going to call you prophetess? Right. No, no your name is Shirley. Your mama calls exactly. you Shirley. I'm, your mama names exactly. you Shirley. I'm going to call you Shirley. <laughs> and another thing is, is this. Stop worrying about a title and worry about the work that goes with the title. Mm-hmm. You know, let me tell you something. In life, I ain't never going to be worrying about nobody's title. But I will. That's like at work. I don't worry about the title that you call. You can call me whatever you want to call me. If you're paying me good, I, it don't matter right. to me. I'll be your janitor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Janitor Maya. But I'm getting paid like Director Maya. It does not matter. It's about the work. When you are in these churches, you know, you need to be worrying about the work. Evangelist. You don't need right. to be worried about the title. Because with or without the title, you should still be focusing on the work, Shirley. Hey, sure. Right. All right. Exactly. And I remember one time, because, you know, I'm a tither. And mm-hmm. I was, and I don't talk about tithing to, you know, I don't talk about tithing or like if somebody comes and asks me something, I will answer their question. But I don't get into the tithing debate. You know, if you don't tithe, that's you. That's okay. I'm not judging. You know, I don't care. So I really don't get into that banter debate. So I was talking to somebody about tithing. You know, she asked me some questions and I just answered you know, how I, how, what I do, you know what I mean? And how mm-hmm. it started for me and things like that. And she said, she said, well, I'm going to go back to my church. And like, she had a, a older woman at her church that she really respected. She, I don't know. She, it, I don't even remember her name. Cause she had like Reverend Dr. Prophetess Evangelist, you know, all these things, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, she said she was going to go back and talk to her about, you know, the tithing cause she trusts her you know, that she would keep mm-hmm. her information and confidence and all this other kind of stuff. So when I saw the lady again, I, she was, you know, we talked about it, whatever. And I said, I said, oh, well, did you get, you know, the information that you were seeking um, mm-hmm. from the, the mother at the church? And she said, she told me that she don't pay time. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here you go. You know, church folks, you want to be addressed as all of this, but you know, you're not addressing your checks to the church or, right. you know, the Lord says, Will Lord, a man rob God? Supposed to be doing? Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> focus on that and stop focusing on being right. evangelist. Surely, surely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, number three. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Number three. Church folks with fragile feelings. Child, that could have been number one. That could have been number one. So many people, you know, church folks, like like those people on the bus, nastiest people in the world, 
But as soon as you bring them up on their bull crap, then your feelings is hurt. Oh, your feelings are so fragile. You know, as soon as I bring you up on the fact, like you said, that the lady ain't tithing, then your feelings mm-hmm. getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? Feelings mm-hmm. get hurt for anything. Pastor tell you to do something, your feelings is hurt. I tell you the bathroom needs to be clean, your feelings is hurt. I don't call mm-hmm. you evangelist, mm-hmm. your feelings is hurt. Like, get your feelings in check. Like, oh, like, for real. Like, for real. Like, now everything, I just didn't expect that of him. But, like, yeah, you know what? Like, come on now. Not to mention the fact that you was the meanest, nastiest, cussingest thing just yesterday. Or, or right. yeah, or still are, <laughs> i.e. that bus. And, right. but as soon as somebody, you know, as soon as something happens, you, your feelings is all hurt. Girl, your feelings ain't hurt. For real, for mm-hmm. real. You, you really a tiger. Stop acting like you're not, you know. Stop really acting like you're not, Shirley. Exactly. <laughs> Why we keep saying Shirley? Shirley is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to say a name Shirley. that's really associated with something. So, Shirley, well, you know what somebody in the church named Shirley. Well, it mm-hmm. is. You know what somebody mm-hmm. is. Right. But we're not talking about you, Shirley. <laughs> right. <laughs> not Shirley, Shirley, but Shirley. Yeah. For sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number two, church folk who get a position mm. and now they the H-N-I-C. Sure. <laughs> it's nothing worse than giving a church person some authority. And I'm that's the truth. Trying to tell you. Nothing worse than giving a church person authority. Now, you're the person who's supposed to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. people to the left of the church. Mm-hmm. Now you acting like you the president of the United States. Girl, I'm proud of What are you doing? You you walking around here. Oh, you want the usher board? Oh, yeah, I'm the lead usher. I hide it the lead together. usher. I, clean, I, I empty the mailbox. I do that. Oh, no. Susie, you can't usher on the third Sunday? Okay, well, next time, let me know in advance. Tell me two weeks right. so I can put a report in. Like, what? Right. What? Like, you only need to know that I'm not going to be here, like, today and it's tomorrow. Right. You don't need like, to know two weeks in advance. I don't have to uh, run down my schedule to you. Now everything has to go through you. When before it was not. And now all of a sudden you the lead usher and you just waiting to tell me you the lead usher. Going oh, back to the yeah. thing of showing off. Yeah. You know, that goes back to that. You Now you want to show off your title. You know, oh, now you the lead God. usher. Now you can't say, oh, you on the usher board? Uh-uh, I'm mm-hmm. the lead. I'm the lead. Right, you still right. on the usher board. Right. right. And I mean, now they know like everything there ever was to know. Are they like mm-hmm. the usher in this usher, the deacon mm-hmm. in this deacon, the choir leading this leader, you know what I mean? <laughs> the trust in this trustee, like, oh, no. It's just like, oh my gosh. And they just go, oh, no, I can't, I can't because I got trustee, you know, I can't because I got this. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people feel proud of the fact that somebody would like you know maybe entrust them to do something or something but mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is the work has to be done mm-hmm. you know what I mean the work has to be done so the bible says you know do it as unto the lord mm-hmm. and stop worrying about everything else okay mm-hmm. like you are not the first lead usher you are not the first choir director you are not you know mm-hmm. what I mean like yeah see this is the reason why I don't get involved all of these things are the reason why I really don't get involved in ministries in the church. And that's not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying for me, I just know too many people who have gotten into these ministries and all of these things that we're talking about have taken place. And it's too much. It's too much. 
because the Lord is not done with me yet. And, you know, I don't want to forget that I'm in church, messing around with the church folks. But but that's a whole nother topic, child. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> here we go. Drum roll, please. So what's our number, number one? one thing I can stand, we can't win uh-huh. about church folks. Church folks who get saved and act like they ain't never sick. Mm. You know what? Like we could have avoided ain't... all of these 10 things and just talked about this <laughs> because if this is not the number one thing, I don't know what the number one thing is. This here is my pet peeve about church. This here is what will keep people away from church. This right here. This right mm. here will keep people away from church. You, so, 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 you never sing. You ain't never done nothing mm. wrong. Sinning every day. As soon as you wake up, you're sinning. You, you know, mm. you're sinning from the time you wake up when you're like, oh, I don't feel like going to that job. You're complaining. Oh, I got to eat this. You're eating stuff you ain't supposed to be eating. You're sinning, you know. But don't forget, people, Jesus died mm. for our sins. You know, nobody right. falls short of it. But I right. can't stand Jesus, not you. The person, Jesus died, not you. Listen, right, right. Remember right. that? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's right. an important thing to remember. I can't, mm-hmm. one thing that I can't, you already know how I am. And I can't stand a person who like, you know, last week I said, don't smoke crack. And this week I'm talking about crack again. I don't know what's going on with me and crack. Okay, listen. The crackhead who gets saved mm-hmm. and then you forget that you was a crackhead. Now you're looking down your nose mm-hmm. at crackheads. You're like, I can't believe mm-hmm. she smoked dead crack. Yeah, Shirley, you was last week. Right. What are you talking about? Right. Stop being judgmental. Right. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I mean, you are in church now. You have six children and seven baby mamas. Mm-hmm. And you looking at this young brother like, come on, brother, you got to get it together. You can't be out here right. doing such and such. Right. What? Right. What? <laughs> Instead of you saying, don't go down the road that I went down. Because let me tell right. you about my story. See, right. this is the thing. You can help somebody by your story. You know, right. I can tell you what I've been through and share my experience. And hopefully you don't have to go through that. You know, that's rap songs. I went through that. So you won't have to go through that. That Now, that's probably in the word somewhere. It, and it might not say that, but it's in there somewhere. I did this so you won't have to do this. Share your experiences with people. Stop keeping it to yourself and turning your nose down on people just because you got saved. Like, come on. Right. And I understand if you're, uh, what Eddie Murphy say, that's why I watch your talk. Oh, so many skeletons. <laughs> like, you know, right. people don't want to out on a boat, you know. So, and I understand that if you don't want to share your testimony with everybody, I understand that. But I'm talking about church folk who really, I mean, they walk around with their and, and I don't want anybody to feel imprisoned by their past, but they really mm. walk around with their nose up in the air, like they came out the womb and mm. they were like, oh, you know, and not like mm-hmm. everything has always been gravy. And there is a way, even if you don't want to share your testimony, there is a way to speak to people, to, to have some empathy. Empathy is one of the gifts of spirit. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a fruit of the spirit. Like, 
to have some empathy for people that are, you know, going through a situation, but acting like you ain't never did not that hurts. I mean, yeah, me, me it too. hurts the hell out of me. Like it really, really does. Like it hurts me to death that you know people just sit there and, and the way that they talk to people, like yeah. nothing, you know. Listen, and, I and let me say I this: call several people on that. Like I will. You call are, you have to. That's something mm-hmm. that you have to call on. And and let me say this in closing: um, keeping what you did a secret. I'll cause you to do it again, you know. Mm. So why you looking your nose down on somebody, you know, mm. when you like, I can't believe she's smoking crack. In a minute, you'll be smoking it again. You know why? Because you're keeping it a secret. So mm. no, you ain't got to show share your testimony with everybody. But if you don't address what's going on, everything that's done in the dark is going to come to the light. Always remember that. So why you looking your nose down on somebody when you going up? Remember that those are going to be the same people that you're going to look in your eyes when you're coming on down. Because everybody comes on down, including you church folks. And that's all I got to say about that. That, And I mean, I think that's all that needs to be said. And I just want to be very, very clear. We are, and I thank God that I have been delivered from church folk. Because Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, the, the Bible says, Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. You know, we come to worship. So I'm not, I don't want to deter people from going to, to church. You mm. go to church, you seek Jesus. You go right. to worship. You go to uplift and you go to encourage. Don't get caught up in those church folk because every church has it. The church is made up of people, regular mm. people. So every church has that church set kind of thing. And I'm not saying everybody's like that, but they're church folk. It's a set it's a Shirley of everywhere. people. It, mm-hmm. It's a Shirley, Shermans and Shirley. Sure. That's what we call it. Shermans and Shirley. You don't want to get caught yeah. up in that set of Shermans and Shirley that go around mm-hmm. just putting a damper on the whole church experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I love the Lord, but church folk hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, me too. That's all I got <laughs> to say. I'm uh, Me too, you know. And so we're going to close it out like that. We love the Lord. But we can't stand church folks. So, you know, as as the B said, don't let that deter you. You know, keep the Shermans and the Shirley's at a distance. And we're going to just go ahead and, and close it out like that. Listen, as always, we hope you enjoyed the show. Remember that you can follow us on all social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. It's one word all social media platforms that's facebook instagram and twitter we did that shit don't forget to subscribe to the show rate the show leave us a comment on the show but most of all listen to the show tell a friend to tell a friend to tell some other kin to come on over and listen to uh we did that shit podcast listen to what we got to say this week about these church folks um and you know if you have anything that you want us to talk about if you are loving the show, if you have some things you want to tell us about the show that you're not liking so much, hey, leave us an email and let us know. We could be reached at we did that shit at gmail.com. Again, it's one word. We did that shit at gmail.com. Always remember that you can follow me on Twitter at mymy13. That's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at the Amina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. 
Yeah. So again, you know, we'll be here same time next week and we'll see you then. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. We Did That Shit podcast is produced and edited by Selena Singleton and brought to you by Wonderful Me Media. Wonderful Me Media, what's wonderful about you?